0: For the what
1: all right? Oh, somebody says, Let's say this together, our father. In the name of your son Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ alone. There is no confusion, there is no contradictions in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified, as we are edified. Amen. Alright, let's be say that amen. New Testament Ministry of Angels. Let's continue our studies on that. Amen. Amen. I don't know if you are excited or thrilled to learn about angels. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to teach it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Philemon 1 verse 6. Philemon 1 verse 6. We've got quite some work to do today. Amen. So, you follow me patiently. Philemon 1 verse 6. We're looking at New Testament Ministry of Angels. Philemon 1 verse 6, it says that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, what? In Christ. It says that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, in Christ. So that means the very minute a believer gets born again, he got to acknowledge, he has to acknowledge what God has done for him in Christ Jesus. And that word acknowledging is from the Greek word epignosis. And it means to have precision. Epignosis means to have precision. It means, and precision is a function of repetition. That is, when when the word of God has been expounded to you much more and often, it becomes clearer that is the more you hear the God's word, the more it's being repeated to you. It gets clearer to you. So pre- precision is a function of repetition, and a lot of Christians never stay long with the truth. A lot, we don't stay too long with the truth. We just hop from one place to another. You hear ministry, some ministry of angels today. Tomorrow you go hear how the devil has dealt with you, how that you don't have something. You can be. You can't have a precision that way. So you must consistently or continually fellowship around the world. That's why the essence of being a local church matters for the believer. Because that way, the believer is able to consistently feed on the world. Is able to consistently uh, see what God has done in Christ Jesus for him. The believer is able to see that God has, uh, God has done this for him in Christ. Because God gives gifts to men and all of those things. That's why I can guarantee you that there is no supernatural community church anywhere in the world that you won't find the word well thought. Because the word of God will be well thought, will be explained everywhere. Because that is the major priority for the believers. That the word of God is well fed, and that believers are well fed, sorry, and that men are growing in the world. Men are growing in the world. So, it says that you acknowledge, that what acknowledge is the Greek word epignosis. You come to a full understanding. You come to a precise understanding. You come to a complete knowledge of what God has done in Christ Jesus for you. 90% of, don't no, no, let me say 90%, I mean, believers today, some believers today, if you ask them what the God did in Christ Jesus for you, they can't answer. They can't, they can't answer that simple question. And you see in Romans 8, verse 32, look at Romans 8, 32. Romans 8, 32. Romans 8, 32, it says that he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us, how shall he not with freely give us all things? He says, how shall he freely not give us all things? So that is, there are things that God has given us freely in Christ. A believer needs to understand that he has received some free gift in Christ. He has received some free gift in Christ. That's why you read in John 3 verse 14 to 16, John 3 verse 14 to 16, where it says, For God so loved the world, and he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So that means revelation knowledge is in the depth of what you know. Revelation knowledge is in the depth of what you know. And you need to come to that full understanding of what God has done in Christ Jesus for you. He has forgiven you of all your sins. He has delivered you. Colossians 1, verse 12 to 13. He says, he has translated us from the kingdom. Look, go to Colossians 1. Look at something he has done for you. Go to Colossians 1. Colossians 1. Colossians 1. So, he has... Yes, look at the Colossians one verse twelve. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance in the saints in the light. What happened? Who has delivered us? Hallelujah! So the believer has been delivered. You know, some people say I need steps to deliverance. No believer needs steps to deliverance because the very minute he was born again is that very minute he was delivered. You were broken from the shackles of sin. You are broken from the shackles of shame, of of the devil. You are broken from the shackles of sickness. You are broken from all of those things the very minute you receive the gospel. A believer needs to feed on that fact. If that is not the fact you are consistently feeding on, something is wrong. You're going to get your salvation all mixed up. It says you have been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So you are in the new kingdom now. Hallelujah. You are in a new kingdom now. That means now you are in the kingdom of light. In the kingdom of lights, there is no darkness there. In the kingdom of lights, there is, there is forgiveness of sins. In the look at what it says in verse 14: In whom we have redemption. Glory to God. Through his blood, even forgiveness of sins. In the, in the kingdom of light, we have forgiveness of sins. In the kingdom of light, look at in Romans 8, go to Romans 8, hallelujah. God. So you've got to understand what Christ has done for you in Christ. What God has done for you in Christ. Go to Romans 8, look at in verse 1. For there is therefore now no condemnation. Glory to God. So there is no condemnation for the believer. It says there is therefore now no condemnation for them which walk. We are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There is no condemnation for the believer. Why? Because the believer is born again. Hallelujah. You are born again. The very minute you receive the gospel, you are broken off from the shackles of chains. Or the shackles of the chains of the devil. You are broken off from his old. So now you have been delivered. You are translated into his light. You are in a new kingdom now. Glory to God. So, and in this new kingdom, you've got to function like a man in his kingdom. You've got to function like a man who understands where he is. You know, the greatest thing for the believer is to effect is to effectively do, or the greatest ignorance of the believer is to effectively do what he ought not to have done at all. Some people will be praying the wrong prayers, some people will be praying wrongly, some people will be doing so many things, and you'll be wondering, are this man born again? Are these men even born again? Are they Christians? Hallelujah. So you've got to understand that now that you are in the new kingdom these belong to you in Christ. Hallelujah. And now we are studying the New Testament ministry of angels. Glory to God. Now look at in Hebrews, Hebrews 12. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. Amen. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12 verse 22. Hebrews 12 verse 22, you've got to know where or what has happened to you in Christ. You've got to know it. Hebrews 12 verse 22, he says, but you have come to Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God. He now says, the heavenly Jerusalem. To the God, to the God and the judge of all, and the spirit of of the just men made perfect. He says, you have come to Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the innumerable coming of angels. You are in Zion now. You are in Zion now. Hallelujah. Because you've got to see yourself how the Father sees you. In John 14, he says, I go to my father to prepare a place for you. A lot of people think that Jesus went to do construction work in heaven, building things. and building. No, that's not what he says. He says, when I come back, I will receive you to myself. He says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. That word mansion is from the Greek word, hoikia. It means in my father's household. In my father's household, there are many families. There are many rooms. That is how we accommodate you. I will put you there. That is where I am is where you will be. It is that where I am is where you will be. So you've got to understand your reality. You've got to understand that your position, your state has changed. A believer needs to come to that fact. I give an example. I say, you know, imagine you're in, you're in, a, you live in the White House and you're still behaving like you live in your house. Imagine your father is the president of the United States of America and you still don't know that your father is the president. How bad will it be? Just imagine. Now, just imagine right now, this church is White House. After you leave here, you just have one chef, you know, do something for you, you know, and just, you know, you're going to live cool, right? Yeah, I mean, but a lot of people don't know that they are in a new kingdom now. So, they still act like they are somewhere else. Amen. And you've got to change your mindset. The Bible says renewing your mind. You've got to renew your mind to see that you are, your position, your state has changed. you switch places. You are no more in the kingdom of darkness. You are now in the kingdom of his sword. You are in the kingdom of light. Now, in the kingdom of light, it's not going to be like the kingdom of darkness. You can't be praying, Lord, give me, Lord, deliver me for every spirit of my father's house that is against me. You can't be praying that kind of prayer. You've been delivered from it. Hallelujah. You've been delivered from it. You are in Zion now. Hallelujah. You are in Zion now. So, the death of Jesus comes, so in the death of Jesus comes what belongs to us. The fact that Christ died. The fact that he was buried, the fact that he rose again, he comes to us, what he did. And everything that Jesus has done in the scriptures belongs to the believer today. Everything he has done, he gave it to the believer. Glory to God. He gave it to the believer. Look at Hebrews 2. Go to Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2. Let's start from verse 11. Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2 verse 11. He says, for both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one. He now says, for this cause, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. He now says, he says, for him that sanctified and they that are sanctified, the whole of one. He says, for he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Look at him, verse fourteen. Look at it in verse 14. Let's read it together, everybody. Let's read it together. For so much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him, that as the power of death, that is what? The devil. Look at it in verse 15. And deliver them who through what? Their, through of death, were all their lifetime what sundered. So have you been delivered? You have. Glory to God. So he did all of those things for us. He did all of those things for us. The death of Jesus comes to us. Be, the, in the death of Jesus comes what belongs to us in Christ. So Jesus is the mirror of the new creation. Is the mirror of the new creation to us. Jesus shows us how exactly the Father sees us today. That is, when the Father sees you, he sees the blood. He sees what Jesus has done. He sees the sacrifice of Jesus on you. So that is what Jesus has done. So where he is is where we are. Glory to God. Where he is is where we are. He says, so he says, I will come back to receive them. I will not leave you comfortless. He says, I will come to them. I will abide in them. Glory to God. The Spirit of God is abiding in the believer today, is abiding in you. Glory to God. So you have come to Zion. Go back to Hebrews. story. It says, now, but ye have come to Zion. Lo we do God. That's, now, what does Zion mean in the scriptures? Go to, go to uh, we, we've been looking at Zion, and we say Zion typifies a place of David's kingdom, a place of dominion, a place of David's kingdom. We saw that Zion means that place of authority. We saw that Zion means that place of authority. It, it simply means that place where, you know, a physical location of where or a physical place. It, you know, when you read about Zion in the scripture, you see a physical place. Like this place belongs to A.M., to David. Now, go to First Samuel. Let me show you something there. Go to Second Samuel 5. 2 Samuel 5, verse 7 to 9. 2 Samuel. Second Samuel 5, verse 7 to 9. Second Samuel 5, verse 7 to 9. Second Samuel 5 verse 7 to 9. It says, Nevertheless, David took a stronghold of Zion, the same city of David. And I explained to us in the course of this series. I said, look at you, you. If you even see, if you read down from verse, 8, even in verse 8, you will see that it is David's reign, David's place of authority. You will see in 1 Kings 8:1, 1, 1 Kings 8, verse 1. 1 Kings 8, verse 1. It says, Look at then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and the heads of the tribe and the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel unto the king Solomon. And in Jerusalem, and they might bring the ark of covenant in the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. So, David's city is called Zion. That was like the place of authority, the place of his throne. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's like the seat of power. Now, if we want to say the highest seat of power in the United States, we'll say the White House, right? So, Zion, we can safely call, now in quotations now, we can safely call, that kind of Zion, the White House, the seat of power, the place of dominion, the place of authority, where things are being done. So Zion was that typical. So when you read Zion in the scripture, it's, it's speaking about a place of power, a place of authority, a place of dominion. He's speaking about that word kingdom. That's where that word came from, kingdom. So when you read the word kingdom in scriptures, you are thinking about Zion. That's the place of authority. That's the place of power. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now, it says we have come to Zion. Glory to God. So now, the scripture is telling us in Hebrews 12, go back to Hebrews 12, go back there quickly. Hebrews 12, go to Hebrews 12. So we said, Zion is that place. Look at that, Hebrews 12, verse 22. Hebrews 12, 22, it says, we have come to what? To Zion. He says, we have come to Zion and onto the city of the living God. So where is the believer today? Zion. So we said Zion means the place of authority, right? The place of dominion, the reign, right? The, the place of, um, you know, the seat of power, right? So we can typify Zion like White House of today, right? Now, so that means the believer is in that place. Now, look at this. Put your hands here. Go to Psalm 110, verse 1. You're in church. You've got to open scriptures. <laughs> don't be tired of opening scriptures. Any church where you get to and they don't open scripture, they're about to deceive you there. Amen. <laughs> All right, look at this. Hebrews. Look at this. Psalm 110, verse 1. He says, And the Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make thy enemies the fools too. Then in verse 2, it now says, The Lord has sent the rod out of the strength out of Zion to rule down in the midst of their enemy. So is this saying a place of authority? So he says, sit on my right hand until I make their enemies be full through. So that is speaking about the place of authority. And this is a prophecy. And that prophecy has been fulfilled by the resurrection of Jesus. How was it fulfilled? Look at in Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1, verse 17, let's read down, Ephesians 1, look at how Paul explained to us, you should be there by now, are you there? It says... That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you will know the hope of his calling, what is the riches of the glory of the earth of the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what will believe according to the working of his power, which he in Christ, what when raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand. In where? The heavenly places. Can we call that heavenly places, Zion? Because the place of authority, the highest seat of power, right? It says, far above what? All principalities and power, might, dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that wishes is to come, and he has put all things under his feet, wishes to be the head of all things, to be the church, and wishes the body, the feet, that filleth all in all. So the believer has come to Zion. So we are in the kingdom of God now. So if you go to that Colossians 1, Go to Colossians 1 quickly. Let me show you something. Where he says, go to Colossians 1. You've got to open the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Colossians 1. So now where he says, he had delivered us in verse 13, Colossians 1, 13. Who had delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into what? The kingdom of his own. Can we say he has translated us into Zion? Yes, because we said kingdom, right? Yes. Okay, good. So the believer is in Zion now, we are in his kingdom now, and Zion typifies the place of David's dominion, so now, and in Zion, we have countless number of angels. We have countless number of angels, because it says, we have come to Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. So in Zion we have angels now. And who are angels? Have explained to us in this series. Look at in Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1, who are angels? Hebrews 1, verse 6. And again, he bringeth forth the firstborn into the world. And he said, Let all the angels worship him. And in verse 7, he says, and angels he made, who make it the angels spirit. Are ministers a flame of fire. Look at it in verse 14. It now says, are they not ministering spirit? sent forth to minister to them who shall be heirs of salvation. So who are angels? Angels have ministering spirit sent forth to minister to you. Angels are not your boss. I've explained to you in the course of this series. Angels are not your leaders. Angels are your servants. That is what God made them to be, in the kingdom of God. I explained to us in this series that the less is greater. I mean, if you remember that, that He created us flesh and blood. And you can listen to our previous—we've uh, 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 we've done about two sessions on this—and it will—it will, will bring clarity to you. Now, that He made us flesh and blood, why? Because of our authority. So man has authority over angels. So you are in the kingdom now. So in Zion, you are in Zion, right? The place of authority, right? Right, guys? Right? Okay, let me show you something. Look at Hebrews 1. Look at Hebrews 1. Look at in verse 4. It says, being made so much better than the angels, he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. It says, and unto which of the angels said he at any time, that my son, this day have I begotten him, an, and I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, he bringeth the first begotten of the world, and he said, Let all the angels do what? Worship him. And he said, He made, and he, and he said, Which of his angels has he made, make, make his angels spirits and ministers of flames of fire? So that means angels were made with that being. Because of their ministry. So, in Zion today, we are born of the kingdom, right? We are in that kingdom now. So, God made angels that way to minister to man. So, we are not, we don't minister to angels. We don't worship angels. I explained to us in the course of this series, we don't worship angels. Angels ministers to man. So that means, now let's take it literal now. Let's bring it up. Let's take it literal So can we say we are in White House and we have so many bodyguards? Right? Yes, sir. Right? Right, guys? Yes, sir. I mean, you know you can't count how many bodyguards you have in the White House. I think a lot of secret services are there. So that is that is the exact description. You are in Zion and you have an innumerable company of angels that God has assigned to you. So a believer has his authority. So are you seeing that? A believer needs to understand that he is saved, right? Now that he's saved, he's in a new kingdom, right? And in this new kingdom, things have changed. You've got a lot of ministering spirit following you all around, ministering to you. That was why David in his interrogation, he saw angels and he was wondering, who are these guys? And he was and, and he and he classified them and he was wondering. Okay, you know, in Psalm eight verse four, go to Psalm eight verse four. He was wondering. He says, "Who, art, who art look at who at man? Look at look at look at look at David's interrogation. In Psalm eight verse four, ah, look at what he was saying. He says, "Who what is man that thou art mindful of him? the son of man, that thou visited him. He says, that has made him a little lower than the angels, and thou hast crowned him with honor and glory. He now says, that has made him have dominion over the work of thy hands, and thou hast put all things under his feet. So, and I told you that, that a little lower is not authority. Are you getting what I'm saying? That that a little lower is just appearance. They were created empty both. That's why when you see them, and we're going to address them in this series, when you see them, you have the tendency to be scared. It's not even the tendency. You are going to be scared. That was why every encounter they had with man in the scripture, the first statement they say is fear not. Because when you see them, you see them very hefty, both, you know, this or that, and you're like, what's this? What creature is this? So, there's that tendency, and that doesn't mean Now, this is where we get it wrong. We now think that because they were created that way, they have authority. No. The less is greater. So, when he says he made him a little lower, the little lower is the appearance. We were made flesh and blood, Angels were made with that empty bean or made that way, made to be that kind of creation because of the kind of assignments they would do. Let's bring it home. Hope you know you're not going to use AYA as your bodyguard. <laughs> because you're like, oh no, this, she, doesn't have, uh, she doesn't have all it takes to be a bodyguard. But if you are to use a bodyguard in this church, I'm sure you'll go for bro. (laughs) you go for bro Jojo. You're like, oh yeah, this this buff, right? Like, he's going to guard me, right? (laughs) Am I right? You're going to go for those who have built themselves, who have gone to the gym, right? That is exactly what happens. So imagine, um, AY is in the White House and she's the President of the United States. And she has all the bodyguards, F.T. men, gym, t- buffed up. And those people are not the ones giving her a commandment. I say, sit down. Does it make sense? As the president? Does it make sense? It doesn't. So does that mean that, as you see AY now, does that mean that, and you see the bodyguards, or you see, let's use AY and Jojo now. So Jojo is the bodyguard, AY is the president. So, imagine. So, does that mean that Jojo will command the president? <laughs> <laughs> he says so. <laughs> if I thought they are going to do anything, they are going to entreat him, right? Please, sir. Can you, you know, we beg you, sir. Right? They're going to use all of those authorities, but they don't have the authority to command the president. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the less is greater. So exactly how it is. Right? So the angels were created in that kind of way just for our sake. So that we can have, so you can be confident. I gave you that description so that you can be confident about those around you. Ah, oh, you know, you know, that's that guy in the in the scriptures in Elijah, he said, you know, the Bible says, open his eyes that he may see. And He's such so chariots of fire and everything. Say, hey, It he truly, those that they are for us are more than those that are against us. Hallelujah. And that's the truth. And that's true for the believer today. Those that for us are more than those that are against us. Glory to God. Because the believer is in Zion. Hallelujah. The believer is in Zion. So, like I told you, the little lower is in the function of authority. And not in appearance. So man's function is in authority. Man was created to have authority, to have dominion. There's a series I did this year. You can listen to it, Dominion. Thinking your place in Christ. Please get a hold of that series. Man was created to have dominion, to have a function. So all principalities and power are subject to the church. The church is higher than angels. The church is higher than angels. Angels are learning from the church. Angels, you are not learning from angels. Look at Ephesians 3 verse 10. Ephesians 3 verse 10. Ephesians 3 verse 10. Ephesians 3 verse 10. He says to the Gentiles now, the principalities power, In heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the internal purpose which He proposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. It says to the intent now that the principalities, powers in the heavenly might know by the church they will learn it by what the church. So as I'm teaching now, angels are listening to me. You don't listen to them to learn some things from them if any angel comes to you teaching you that must be a fallen angel oh, you, you don't know anything just go look at first peter 1. look at first peter 1 11. so angels are learning from the church god doesn't give revelations to angels first peter 1. first peter 1. 11. and you see why why we live in a time and hate where a lot of people are very mystical you know, it, just, it was just very, very mystical. They want to, it, so when they see an angel, they'll just mystify it. They want to adore it, worship it. You know, I've heard so many stories. I said, somebody said, I kept the, the wings of an angel inside my Bible just to worship it. What's that? <laughs> Look at 1 Peter 1.11. It says, searching what or what manner of times the spirit wishes was in them, this signify when it testified before, and the sufferings of Christ, and the glory that should follow. Unto whom it was revealed, that not themselves, but unto us, that they did minister the things which are not reported to unto you, by them that have preached the gospel unto you, the only ghost sent down from heaven. Which things what happen? The angels were desire to look into. So the desire to look into salvation. So anytime an angel gives something contrary to the word, is wrong. If you see an angel today and he's telling you something contrary to God's word, (laughs) that's wrong. You don't take that that word. That's why a believer too has to know the word. He has to be full of the word. Imagine an angel telling you to to go and steal. That's contradicting the word. Are you getting what I'm saying? Imagine you see something appearing to you and say, you know, just go to that bank, break it, I'll follow you. <laughs> I'll follow you. That, that's contradictory to the word. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, um, so, the church is called the University of Angels because they learn from the church, they learn from you. So the intelligence of angels is lesser than that of human beings. Why? You are flesh and blood, you are brain, they are spirit bodies. That is why I explained to you in the course of this series that the devil is also an angel. That is why also the devil relies on the information of men to do his work. The devil is not omniscience, the devil doesn't know anything. He relies on the information. How does he rely on information? Those that are with him. The devil had to rely on human beings to know what to do with Jesus. He had to rely. So, you have to understand. That's why you see the story of Herod. You see the story of Herod, right? The story of Herod. And you see all of those things. Herod and Jesus, the wise men, they had to tell him. For him to know that Jesus was born. So the devil had to rely on information. The devil doesn't, see, let me tell you something. The devil doesn't know certain information about you. But why he knows is what's on my mind? Facebook. Oh, the, devil, the devil's on Facebook. You don't know. He's on Twitter. He's on Instagram too. He's on TikTok. You just come live on TikTok. You just, I say, coming, 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 coming. Join in, join in. And somebody, somebody just stayed there watching you. And you don't know the person from Adam. And you are thinking your views are increasing. And you just say, story time about my life. (laughs) And you're telling the person, you know, I'm about to travel to New York next year to to get a visa. And you're wondering, why did the visa not approve? Well, you just gave it out to the devil. (laughs) And the devil is on Instagram. He said, what's on my mind? Or your WhatsApp started. You don't know the devil's in your WhatsApp too. So he relies on all of those information. You are talking to an unbeliever as touching your next plans. We're done. (laughs) We're done. See, it's very easy to to walk. We're going to look at that in this series. Don't worry. I don't want to be fast out of my notes anyway. So man's needs... Why was the reason or the thought behind the creation of angels? That is why, see, listen to me. You, we, we serve a perfect God. God who sees beyond times and seasons and everything. He knows that man is going to be in, the need, in need of all these things. So he created all the, I say it this way. I said the last creation of God was man. So that means God made everything ready. For man to come and enjoy, oh, you know, God, the last creation of God was man. He made sure that all the thing was in place. The bodyguards, sorry, no, let me say bodyguards. Let's say ministry and spirits, our servants are already ready on earth for us. So, as far as you believe the gospel, you are in Zion, and it's just like say, you believe the gospel, you go to White House, you know, and you just go there, and you are in Zion. As so as you believe the gospel, you just you know he has made all of those things ready for man. So angels were made ministering spirits for men. They were made ministry spirits for men. Man's help, man's needs were put in the beings of angels to help us. So their power is not to oppress you or harass you. When you see them FT, you see their powers. Why am I teaching you? Because I know you're going to start seeing angels. You're going to be seeing things now. So when you have an encounter with supernatural beings, with super, their power is not to harass you. Their power is not to, to, to make you feel timid. No, 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 no. You say, oh, yeah, that's the power. Is for me, man. <laughs> say, oh, yeah, you see, you see that buffed up. You say, oh, that's for me. Yeah. You say, oh, so what do you... <laughs> that's for you. The power is not to make you feel intimidated, like, oh, Hanakins. <laughs> we are like grasshoppers <laughs> in your sight. No! The power is for you. Glory to God. Look at Jesus. Look at what happened in Jesus. Look at Matthew 26, verse 53. Matthew 26, verse 53. Are you learning something? Yes, sir. Matthew 26, verse 53. And there's something we want to learn this, 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 um, th- this uh, evening. Matthew 26, verse 53, He says, Thinkest thou that I cannot pray to my father that he will presently give me more than 12 words, legions of angels. Now, this was Jesus. Look, look at verse 52, the preceding verse. This was when they arrested Jesus and they were cutting off ears and all of this. And Jesus said, put up the sword. In place, for they take all the sword that perish with the sword. You know, say, ah, can't you just think that? I'll pray the Father and we presently give me more than 12 legions of angels. That means the ministry of angels are for you. The ministry of angels are for you. Jesus had the angels with him. And we're going to look at something. A lot of us don't know how to receive the ministry of angels. And we're going to we're going to study it this evening. Because it's like saying, let me explain something to you. It's like saying you are in the White House and you don't know what kind of authority you have. That's why it seems like some believers are on the edge more than some others. Why? Knowledge. You must go for knowledge. A church where they are not teaching you God's word, you shouldn't stay there. A church where they are not teaching you what God has done in Christ Jesus for you, you shouldn't even spend a minute there. A church where they are telling you that devils have more power over you, you shouldn't stay there. You shouldn't stay there. This is where they are telling you, you have to be delivered from one power, from one power, from one power. Uh-uh. Many, how many deliverance meetings are you going to go for? You shouldn't stay there. He has done all for you in Christ. Glory to God. So the, the, the worst thing that can happen to the believer is ignorance. So you, it's like saying you are in the White House, and you don't know the kind of authority you have. Even if you go to a job in the United States of America, the very first thing they do is what? Orientation. They reorientate your minds. I remember I was working with the government at some point, some years ago, and it took me six weeks to go through an orientation. Why? Just because we are working with a classified information and to let you know that you cannot discuss this information with anyone. Even though, <laughs> I called my father, I said, see, I know your I know what's going on here. I said, my father said, how do you know? I said, I'm looking at your life on my screen. <laughs> but they will first orientate you, that see, this is this, so you need, so what I'm doing with you in this series is giving you orientation. Or what has happened to you in Christ? Hallelujah. So, but there is something Jesus said here. I want you to read it again, that verse 53. I want you to think. What do you think he said that you have not paid attention to? Quickly, just read it again. Matthew 26, verse 53. He says, "Thinkest not that, that I cannot now pray to my father, that he will presently give me the 12 legions of angels. What do you think he said there that you have not paid attention to? Because I always tell you, when you read the scripture, you pay attention to the details, right? Right, guys? Now, what is the detail there? What is the detail there, classwork? <laughs> you say what? Prayer. He is going to ask. He's is going to ask. So Jesus had angels with him. Look at Matthew 4.11. Look at Matthew 4.11. It says, the devil liveth him, and behold, angels did what came and what ministered unto him. It says, they came and ministered unto him. So that means, angels were created to serve. Not to rule, not to have dominion. Angels were created to serve. That's why they are never seated. He says, which are these angels? As he says, seated at his right hand. They are never seated. They are always standing. If you see an angel seated, <laughs> it might be a falling one. <laughs> they are walking all the time. They are standing. They are walking. So, like I told you in the scriptures, right is more than might. Right is more than might. Ministry in Israel means they are created to minister. Hebrews 1.14, Hebrews 1.7. So that means they have all the power and might, and God wants them to use all that power and might for man. So, are angels powerful? Yes. Are angels uh, full with might, full with that, you know, that being that, in fact, the scriptures describe them as flames of fire. And I explained to us that they can appear at any point and anywhere you need them. They can come in as fire. They can come in as this. And why did they have all of those might, all of those power? For man. So their power is for you, not for themselves. What are they using it to do? Are they going to be using it to find conquest within the kingdom of angels? Or or in the supernatural world, they say, let's come and do sword. Sword fight. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Ooh, Jackie, No, that's not what they are doing. <laughs> they are not saying, Who, let, power, power, power. You know that thing of, like, you hold your hands, you two hands, two people hold this, and you'll be doing, that's not what they are doing. The essence of their power is for what? It's for man. The essence of their power is for man. So, we answered a question last week, right? And the question was, can we, we looked at the the appearance, the beings, right? Like the supernatural world. We no, no we, we took a foretaste. Like we, we just looked at that, a foretaste. I I I I am much as I'm teaching the series. I am much more tempted. Like when I say tempted, I mean I'm I'm at this edge. Like. Oh, my my job is full, my bank is full. Like, all job is said to teach you about the supernatural world. Like the Elohim, sons of God, you know, the company of the mighty, you know, uh, co- when it says congregation, the church. Think, I'm, I'm so tempted to walk you through the supernatural, the council of the mighty, where they say, and uh, God standed in the midst of the council of the mighty. Oh, I am so tempted. I, I hope I don't start it in this series. I really hope. <laughs> because we, you need to understand that there is a supernatural world. Hallelujah. You have to understand it. A believer who is oblivious of the fact that there is a supernatural world hasn't started. There is a supernatural world. And God created them. That is why you, you, are, you can't. Look, let's do it. Look around now. We say you're in Zion. And the city of innumerable company of angels. Can you see them now? Can you see them physically like this? <laughs> I mean, yes, you can. Yes, you can. If the Lord opens your eyes to see it, yes, you can. But are they here? Yes, in the spirit. They surround this place. Glory to God. They are surrounded. We are, it's like saying we are heavily guarded. So you have to understand the supernatural world. So we, we asked the question, and that was the, you need to listen to last week. I don't, uh, I'm not trying to explain myself again. I did, I did quite some work last week. Uh, uh, we, we answered some questions in Genesis 6. Can angels have sex? Can angels give birth to children? Can angels do all of those things? You know, and we, we, we looked at the descriptions and all of those things. But there was something that, there was, there, there was somewhere we were last week. Let, let's go to Genesis 18. We said, uh, let's look at some interactions that angels had with men. Can, and we said, can they still have sexual intercourse with men? All of those things, because they did in Genesis 6 verse 4. You can't take away that fact that they didn't do it. So a lot of people have explained. It. I say they didn't do anything; they did it, and they created giants. And I explained to you nephilims, right? We studied nephilims. We, we we said uh, there were giants there, and those giants became men who were, who served as an opposition. In fact, I will teach you something. We, we study as we fo- follow our progression in scripture that they created a zugarat. A zugarat is like a, a, like like. A, a tall description of a temple. That's what was happening in Genesis 11, where you call it the Torah of babylon and all of those things. They were the ones trying to make and hide the worship. So they had those oppositions that they wanted to defeat the children of Israel. And that's because it was a state of rebellion. So I told you, I said, Jesus made us understand, they are neither given to marriage, right? They are neither given to, to marriage. That's not their state. So, but like every other creation of God, they had their will. Are you getting what I'm saying? Every creating, Everything that God has created has a will. And God never created robots. He didn't create robots. He created people who can make their decisions the same way like the devil. The devil made a decision. Are you seeing, are you getting what I'm saying? The devil, we studied last week in Job 1 verse 6, when it says, the sons of God came together. I'm See, like I said, ah, I'm so tempted. Pray for me. Maybe next week. Maybe that's what we'll just look at the supernatural world. (laughs) We'll just look at the supernatural world. I'm so tempted to, to explain it for you, like, The the things I've been keeping for for years, like, okay, supernatural world, sons of God. You know, it says when the sons of God gathered, in Job 1 verse, it says the devil came in among them because he was part of them. Like every other creature of God, he decided to be rebellious. Are you getting what I'm saying? So they also decided to do that. All right, so look at the Genesis 18. Let's just do a recap of some of those things. Then we will progress the studies gradually. There's something I want to show you. Then there was a video that Bro Godwin sent me yesterday, and he, he asked me a question, and I want to explain it for. I want to teach you something from that video. <laughs> he sent me the video. He said, "Pastor, is this the ministry of angels?" I said, "Ah, that's, that's exactly what it means." <laughs> and, I will so, and I will explain something to you from that video that he sent me yesterday. All right, look at the, Look at the Genesis 18, verse two. Genesis 18, verse 2. He says, And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and said, Three men by him, and he saws by them, and they bowed themselves towards the ground, and he says, My Lord, if now I have found favor in this side, pass me not, I pray thee from thyself. It says, They call them Lord. Why they call them Lord? Because they are supernatural beings. Are you seeing it? So when you see my Lord in Scripture, does it doesn't <laughs> mean supernatural beings. Are you seeing it? So he says, My Lord, and all of those things. So their appearance, they took all their appearance, of that of human and the earth. So I explained to us last week, I said, they can come in any form that they need to act. As far as, let me tell you, see, as far as you need their ministry, their ministry is designed in such a way that they can pick up any appearance. They can pick up even the form of your mom to stand for you somewhere. And you would think, somebody, I told you a story last week and I said that. There was a time the gospel was a beating that in China and they were trying to send Bible and somebody was trying to get it and the customs couldn't allow it. And somebody just said, get on the bike with me and just go. And the pastor got on the bike and, and all of those things. And when they got to the custom officer, the custom officer saw his cousin on the person on the bike. And that's not the cousin, that's an angel. The angel of the Lord told the person, don't worry, I got this for you, follow me, I will sort it out. And the person saw they had to appear that way. That's why we'll look at at their ministry and we'll see how they appeared. And why why am I teaching you? So that you can see their interplay across human life. And how you can receive their help in your own daily life. Because if you don't know this fact, you're just going to be very oblivious of so many things. You know, you say, oh Lord, why why is this not happening? And it's because you don't understand. I showed you something, and we're coming back to it quickly. Jesus said something. He said, Can't I pray? And 12 legions of angels will be given to me now. So there's something we really need to understand about it. There is something we need to understand about their ministry that will help our Christian work properly. So now they appear in every form. So just like in this Genesis 18, they appeared in form of human beings, have interactions with them. You will see in Genesis 19, verse 1 to 7. Genesis 19, verse 1 to 7, the angels hurt. You will see that they hurt also. Also, the people requested that Lot should bring the angels out, right? That Lot should bring the angels out so that they can sleep with them. So that they can have sexual, intera- sexual intercourse with them, and all of that. And I explain to you that when you see when you see the word "new," when it says uh, "and the," uh, when it says that we may know them, is is a description in scripture for sexual intercourse and all of those things. So we we'll see that. So we we'll see that even Lot was pulled in the house, so, and that's what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. We see you see you keep hearing those Sodom and Gomorrah story. What really happened? And we will look at that as we progress in our study of proper Bible amniotics now, and we'll look at in in details what happened. Because you see that even Jesus kept using the word uh, that was to Sodom and Gomorrah in in the four gospels, and we, 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 we will look at that even before today's end. But look at how Jesus and the apostles taught supernatural beings, because you must understand that angels were all over in scriptures. You cannot take away the context of angelic beings from the scriptures. You can't. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't, you can't take away the fact that they exist. So you're not be wondering, so you're not be living in, in today's world and be wondering, oh, it's Bible world. That's wrong. You'll be thinking, ha, angels exist in the Bible world. They don't exist today. That's wrong. It's you that is not receiving their ministry. They exist. They still exist. We are in Zion. Glory to God. All right. Look at, look at in Luke 2. Let's look, at how, let's look at something. You know, we said New Testament ministry of interest. And last week, we started doing Old Testament. Let's go back now to New Testament. <laughs> look to. So, supernatural beings carry. So, one thing about supernatural beings is that they were able to carry out certain activities of humans. That, and that included sexual intercourse, too. They, had, they can carry out several activities of humans. And that is why you need to really understand what is going on within the supernatural space. Look at Luke 2. So the word angels for supernatural beings, or like the Old Testament where you will be seeing sons of God, Elohim, company, uh, sons of the mighty, all of those things, the gods. It seems like in the New Testament there is just those, you will just be seeing angels. angels. Is the need as I just kept giving us angels, angels. Look at Luke 2, verse 8 to 14. Let's read on. We have quite some studies to do. So I'm, I'm trying to be fast a bit, but follow me very carefully. I beg you, this is not time to this is not time to doze off or to lose concentra- concentration or oh, please. <laughs> I, I'm, I have a, it's like saying I have many things to say to you, but my time cannot bear it. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? If it is, if I'm left with enough time today, we'll just start. Supernatural, we don't start supernatural world. I am like when you say like this, I want to touch you, sons of God, called Elohim, even the darkness, the gods. When you see gods in scripture, God help me. Amen. (laughs) Alright, look at this. Look at the Luke 2 verse 8. It says and there came in, and there were some country shepherds abiding in the ships, keeping watch over the flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone. See, see, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone, and they were so afraid. And they said unto oh, them, fear not. Now, see, that, that's their description. The angel of the Lord just came, And it was this. They were so afraid. And the first thing is, fear not. For behold i bring you good things great joy shall be unto the people unto you is born this day the city of david the savior which is christ jesus and all of those things and this is why it says this shall be a sign it shall be wrapped up and suddenly look at what happened in verse 13. suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. this is why i said i need to teach you the supernatural world if i teach you world now i would have explained this multitude of the evil praising god and saying glory to god in the highest or two men, and the good we come to him. And this is, now, this is upon the birth of Jesus. They had interactions with the shepherd. So that means angels talk. There's that myth, and we'll study that in this series, uh, tongues of angels. If there is a tongue of angels, that the angels will speak in tongues, I, I'm going to really address that, maybe not today. That if there is a tongues of angels, I say tongues of angels so let so, say kadosh kadosh that's tongues of that's, there's nothing like that we'll look at that in the course of this series there's nothing like that Paul was only making a description you, the, that thing was only used once 1 Corinthians 12, 13 he says if I show love and I speak even in tongues of angels it's like saying I'm giving a comparison of something, and it's like saying I'm giving an exaggeration that even if I speak in terms of my tongue, talk, is talking like angels. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's not talking that like, there's a way angels talk. If there's a way angels talk, no man in scripture will have understood them. They speak the language you understand. Now, these guys now, we're understanding Greek. They will speak Greek to them. If it is Swahili, you know how to speak. And they want to come and minister to you. Angels will speak Swahili. Are you getting what I'm saying? If it is English, you know. If it is if it is Creole, you know how to speak or French or Spanish. You don't understand English. You don't understand, and in Spanish, you understand. Now let let me ask you a question. Do you think when you say God speaks to us, those that are in the Spanish world that don't even understand English, how is God speaking to them? Hasta la vista. <laughs> God will speak to them in Spanish. Same way if they receive the ministry of the angels, angels will speak to them in Spanish. You stop thinking that English is the is the is the language of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> because you speak in English, you don't think English is God's language. No. Are you know, getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? These guys were speaking in Greek. We just saw the translation in, in uh, English. Spanish Bible now, we have their own eh, uh, hasta eh, vista, um, hasta vista uh, <laughs> what does hasta vista mean? Eh? See you later. Ah, sorry. Maybe we should cook a service and say, see you later, hasta la vista, guys. <laughs> All right, look at Luke 1 also. In other words, angels were majorly used hosts of heaven, sons of God, and I will look at that supernatural world context much later. But look at Luke 1, verse 26 to 38. Luke 1, 26. This is that in the sixth month, an angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph and the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Look at in verse 28. And an angel came unto her and said, Hail. That highly favored, see, you know. This is why I have issues with the Catholic till tomorrow. They are, they've picked the angel's word as their word. Who said this statement? The angel. <laughs> and they are washed and say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are they. Really? It's an angel that said that. This is the. This is why I have issues and I will forever do. Because I went to a Catholic school when I, was in, when I was in elementary school. So I, I have a little, I might not know much, but I think I have at least two cents of percent. Two <laughs> percent of knowledge. And I've read about the award and all of those things. They will tell you they serve God. Mm, you and I know there is a deceit. Mary is more prominent than God. is it it Mary? And it's an angel that said it. Worshiping of angels. She says, you even Mary, full of grace, they are highly favored, the Lord, they are blessed they are well. and says, and she saw him troubled, and the manner, says, what manner, even, the, even even Mary was wondering, what manner of salutation thoughts be? Even Mary was, <laughs> even, look at, I, I wish people can just learn to read the scriptures well, I've always told you, we just learn, we just need to read well, right? you just need to pay attention, even Mary was saying, ah, I don't understand you. What's this? An angel said to me, "Fear not, don't worry. <laughs> for you are four people inside of God. Simple. The whole everything may we read this and that. <laughs> even the angel was like, yeah, even Mary was like, you are confused. He said, "Don't worry, don't worry. It simply means <laughs> you are four people inside of God. But today, they built a doctrine out of it. Oh, Mary." In the name of the Father, I remember when we were younger, and of the Son, How do we? Hey Mary, full of grace, the Lord is in you. <laughs> from an angel's word. Are you saying that worshipping of angels <laughs> started from days of your? Uh, I'll, I'll do a series one day. Jesus and the Catholic, or God and the Catholic. Someday, we'll, do it. we'll pick all this, break it, the dividing wall. We'll pick all these religions, one by one. And we'll look at where would they meet, the hero, all of these things, and we'll draw the line and say, this is the scripture about it. <laughs> don't worry. Soon. We have a lifetime to study this Bible, don't worry. So he says, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and shall bring forth the Son, Jesus. Now, so they had interactions with man. So Mary had interactions with God, right? Look at Matthew 1. Matthew 1. So, how many people have had interactions now? The shepherd, Mary, are you seeing it? Now look at Matthew one. Let's see another interaction. Matthew one, verse eighteen to twenty-two. Matthew one, verse eighteen to twenty-two. I want to be very fast. My time is really running. Now the birth of Jesus. Matthew one, verse eighteen it says, "Now the birth of Jesus was on this wise, whereas Mary the mother was a spouse to Joseph, and they came together, and there was found the child, and found with the child of the Holy Ghost." Then Jesus, her husband, being a just man, was not willing to make her a public example, was mindful of putting her away, and he thought of these things, and behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, thou son of Joseph, thou thou fear not to take. See, it seemed like the first words they say is fear not, because of their appearance. Are you seeing it? So so he says, fear not, for thou shall conceive his son in the Holy Ghost. So he had interaction with the shepherds, Angels have had the, with, Mary now. Have had the with Joseph. Are you seeing it now? Now let's look at Zechariah. Luke 1. Luke 1, verse 5 to 20. I will not be able to read everything. I will just pick out the text I want to read. Luke 1, verse 5 to 20. Let's see. Let's see from verse 11. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of the incense. And when Zachariah saw him, he was troubled, and fell, fear fell upon him. And he angel said unto him, Fear not. Are you seeing it? And Zachariah said, uh, uh, Fear not, Zachariah, For thy prayer is heard, and thy wife, Elizabeth, shall give birth to his son, and his name shall be called Jesus, uh, John the Baptist. Now, John, I mean, we are the ones that call him John the Baptist. I mean, uh, so now, so imagine, the angel appeared also to Zechariah, so, you will also see different appearance of angels. So, that means they had interactions with men. They had interactions with men. You, if you read it, even in Matthew 2, verse 13 to 14, Joseph again had another interaction for the, that the angel of Lord told him, take your son and flee. Now, in Luke 22, go to Luke 22, there's something I want you to understand. When Jesus was to be captured, there's something that Jesus said. Luke 22, Luke 22, verse 53. There's something Jesus said when he was about to be captured. Luke 22, he said, are you there? Verse 53. He said, when I was daily with you in the temple, you stretched forth no hands against me. And I'm going to show you this aspect. See, you stretched forth no hands against me. He says, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. Hallelujah. That phrase power of darkness refers to supernatural beings and their influence. Look. See, look, he says, see. Jesus told them, He says, see, when I was in the temple, you couldn't have stretched your hands against me. Why, they, why couldn't they stretch their hands against him? Because one thing about the ministry of angels is that angels minister deliverance. This is becoming, I'm coming home gradually to Bro Goldwyn's story. Well, he sent me a video yesterday and. I was so happy he did. Because I was like, this is what I'm going to explain today. Angels minister deliverance. The Father has created beings who will minister deliverance for us. Now, remember, look at something. Remember, Colossians 14, you have been delivered. When we say minister deliverance, deliverance is not... um, Come out! I will not come out. That's not what I'm saying. No. Hebrews two, verse thirteen to fifteen, made us understand that the believer has been delivered. Colossians two fourteen, you've been delivered. John 8, 32, he says, "Who oh, the Father has set free is free indeed." So the believer has been delivered. In fact, the man who is called born again. is a delivered man. Delivered from the principalities of power, delivered from fear, delivered from the holds of the devil, delivered from everything. Are you getting what I'm seeing? So we have deliverance in Christ. Look at even 1 John 1, 1 John 5 verse 19. 1 John 5 verse 19. I think I have too many things I'm talking, I'm sharing at once, but it will make sense. It's just because of my time. 1 John 5, verse 19. I think I should have done this in a Bible seminar instead of a service. 1 John 5, verse 19. Because I think I'm very free in a, in a Bible seminar and I take my time. Than in a service where I'm confined to time and space. <laughs> Look at 1 John 5, verse 19. It says, for we know that the word lights it says for we are of God. And we know that the whole world light in, in wickedness. But you know what? You and I, look at, it, that says, but we know that the Son of God, it says that the Son of God is come and he has given us understanding that we might know that He's true. And even the Son Jesus Christ, that it's true and give us eternal life. Even in verse 18, whosoever is born of God sineth not. And he that is begotten of God keepeth himself and the wicked not does what? Tusheth him not. So you are permanently delivered. Look at it in verse 4 of that same first John 5. It says, whosoever is born of God. Overcome the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even at our faith. Mark sixteen verse seventeen, he says, he has given us power to take upon serpent and scorpions, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. So the believer is delivered. Second Thessalonians three verse one. Finally, brethren, pray for us that we may be delivered from them. So when it comes to deliverance deliverance means kept away so are you saying that there's two kind of deliverance now in scripture there is you being delivered by the reason of you being saved from the holds of the devil are you how many of you get this to this point because the man who is born again is delivered so but if you look at in second thessalonians 3 verse 1 go to second thessalonians 3 verse 1. second thessalonians 3 verse 1. we are still studying the ministry of angels 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 1. It says, finally, brethren, right? Pray for us that the word of God may have a free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Look at what he now says in verse 2. He now says that what? And we may be delivered from wicked and what? Unreasonable men. For all men have no faith. Remember in that first John 19, it says, it says Do all what light in wickedness, right? So, when it comes to that kind of deliverance, it needs to be kept away. See, whatever wickedness we see in the world today is the wickedness in the heart of men. Ephesians 2 made us to understand that it says, And you, Ephesians 2, verse 2, when in the time past you walk according to the course of this world, according to the place of the power of the year, the speed that now walketh in the children of disobedience. So that means, what the wickedness we see in this world, people shooting, people killing, people doing everything, who is behind that? The wicked one. So whatever wickedness we see in the world today is the wickedness in the heart of men, just like Satan. So, do you know that? Somebody just, you, you see in our today's world, somebody will just wake up in the morning and go and shoot students. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody will just decide to be unfortunate and just drive over somebody and run away. That's a wickedness of the devil. So look at in Philippians 1 verse 28. Philippians 1 28. Philippians 1 28. Philippians 1 28, it says, and in nothing terrified, glory to God. I'm going to teach you something someday. Nothing terrified. It says and in nothing terrified by the advice by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you, of salvation that is of God. So there is wickedness. So, and this is not angels trying to fight Satan. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. People will carry out the wickedness of the devil. That is why, have any of you seen the Satan face to face? But is Satan working? Oh, yes. Crimes, killings, accidents, different things. That is how he's working. So, people will carry out the wickedness. Of the devil. Even most especially, many authorities. Because Satan cannot walk without men. Same way God cannot walk too without men. Same way God cannot do his work on earth without men. Satan cannot walk without men. So Satan has earthly authorities also. That's why you see some people who just oppose the gospel. They say you are soliciting. They will tell you that you cannot preach here, we will arrest you, people of authority. And guess what? When they tell you you cannot preach, it, who are they calling? Men of authority. Who will stand by them to oppose you? That is why, especially men who are sold to the devil, that is why Paul told us, and I, I beg you pay attention. He told us something in Ephesians 6, verse 10. He says, Look at Ephesians 6. He says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I told you, we live in a supernatural world. He told us finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord, and in the power of His might. In us is put on your own armor of God, that ye may be able to what withstand or you able to withstand the wiles of the devil. In us is for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in the highest. He says, wherefore put on the armor of God, that you may be able to stand. We stand the evil day. He says, having done all to stand, stand. He says, stand therefore. Having your legs guarded with truth, having the blessed of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. And he was talking. That is, you take your place in Christ. That is, you are shielded from the works of the devil. So listen to me, brethren. You can be delivered from, not you can be delivered. In Zion, we have. We, can, we are delivered. We are preserved from the wicked one. That is why I read to you in First John. He said the wicked one cannot touch us. Look at in 2 Corinthians 1. 2 Corinthians 1. 2 Corinthians 1. You know, I brought up, there was a conversation we started. We were looking at supernatural beings in sexual intercourse, and all those say, I left it, right? I came to this path because I need to un- make you to understand something. Because Jesus said, I was with you in the temple, <laughs> but you couldn't touch me. And we're going to look at several instances where they tried to touch Jesus. He said, I was with you, you couldn't have touched me. He says, But this is your hour <laughs> and the power of darkness. Look at in 2 Corinthians 1. Verse eight to ten. Are you enjoying the scriptures? Yes, <laughs> you have to. Uh, you can't be in supernatural community church and not love the Bible. It's not possible. <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> Except you want me to retire as a pastor early. <laughs> Look at what Paul said. Look at it. <laughs> I want you to pay attention. He says, "For we, for we would not burden. Have you ignorant of our troubles?" <laughs> He says, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of mail above strength in so much, in so much that we were despaired even of life. He said, it, look at what he now said. He said, it, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raised the dead.' Look at what he now says in verse 10. He says, who delivered us from so great a death. Ha, yeah. He is it, said, is it God delivered them from so great a debt. He know we trust. And look at how Paul said it. And he will yet what? Deliver us. Paul said, see, you, don't be ignorant of the troubles we are facing. We have gone through hell, high waters. We've gone through everything. He said, but <laughs> we have a confidence that God delivered us from so great a debt and he will yet deliver us. That means he will keep us. He will preserve us. See, listen to me. If you don't know, I'm making you know now. We live in a world with wicked men. If you don't know, I want you to know. You have been delivered in Christ. Hope you know. This is not deliver- This is not the kind of deliver. You are already delivered in Christ. You have been delivered from bondage. You have been delivered from sin. You have been delivered from fear. You have been, de- you have been delivered already. But see, <laughs> your life. You live in a world full of wicked men, and see, he, Paul said, he will deliver us. (laughs) That is why he created some beings to do that on our behalf. He created some beings to do that on our behalf. So So, let me show you. So, let me tell you something. The video that Bob Godwin sent to me yesterday, he was showing me an accident. And now that a trailer almost ran over a child. If you watch that video, you will see that that child was never supposed to make it. The child was supposed to die. And he said, What is this? Mission? I said, Yeah, it is. In fact, another machine ran over the child, and the child was still intact the parents just went to pick the child and dust him from, the, I mean, an highway. He will yet deliver us. I will never forget, early in the 2000s, 2000 and maybe 98 or so, I and my father, we traveled somewhere. And it was, we, me and my father, we traveled somewhere. And as we were coming, this this story is so vivid, I almost lost my leg that day. I probably would have been a preacher using <laughs> using an using using the crutches or using amputated leg today. And this man, and I'm coming to this very carefully, this man prayed. It's like saying somebody is praying from it's like saying somebody prayed from Rochester to Syracuse. You know, that's about an hour. Rochester to Syracuse is about an hour. Or Buffalo. Buffalo is about an hour. Let's say, watch Rochester to Buffalo, New York. And when he got to Buffalo, he just said, In Jesus' name, we prayed. In, in fact, everybody was saying, may In May, the bus. Everybody was saying, In May, in May, in ah, Everybody was like, Pastor. Ah, everybody started calling him Pastor, would you stop? Ah, how would you be saying, Praying from, ah, in this bus, from Rochester to, I'm just giving you a description. It's not Rochester to, to Buffalo. Rochester, ah. So as he just said, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Guess what? Our car tumbled. Our, our way towards a gas station in Africa, in Lagos, it would just tumbled like this. We fell into a gutter. Our car was supposed to burn like normal. But guess what? We just Some people just came out of the car, went to lift the bus up, and we continued our journey. Me that I sat beside, we had fell, hard wounds, but I'm, at least I can still walk today. The- <laughs> everybody was intact. No fire, nothing. As as soon as we entered the car back, everybody started calling me. Hey, please give me your number, sir. <laughs> You're a man of God. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry for. <laughs> but you cannot tell me his prayer did not supply angels. I will never forget. I was still here. This see, I can't forget that incident in my life. You cannot tell me that that prayer did not supply angels. He said, he will yet deliver us. See, so that means we have supernatural beings. Who keeps us from so many things? Psalm 91. The Lord is my... In Psalm 91, he says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He says, he will see of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. He now says, he shall deliver me from the snare of the pestilence. ha ah, yeah. He says he will deliver us from it. He said, see, he said, even when we dash our foot against the stone, an angel shall deliver us. He said, are you seeing it? Angels will send forth. On so they will arrange circumstances. I remember there was a day I took a flight, that flight, it was tumbling, you know, when they say, it's like saying, you, you, there was turbulence from the beginning of your journey, and I mean an international flight, I'm not saying local flight, local flight, you guys, this say, turbulence is normal. There was turbulence, it's like saying, from this country to another, ah, we now go to the architecture, they say, tie your seatbelt, please, please. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we landed, that thing was so scary. I will, but I told him, I said, ah, as far as I'm in this plane, angels are here, nothing. Else. In fact, one man when we landed I said, ah, me yeah, I was already, <laughs> me I already gave up. I was saying, oh, this is all it. I said, it can never be it for me. He said, the said, Ah, I didn't give up. He said, before I enter I didn't call my family that, just in case. I said, Hey? Eh? What kind of wickedness is this one? He said, just in case. I said, me, I don't have that kind of incasity. I will leave not to preach. <laughs> so they were raised circumstances: accidents, killings. You just find out, you just find out that you leave a certain place and the next place they were shooting there. It will just arrange circumstances. That is ministering spirit for you. It will arrange circumstances. So in Zion, they keep us from daily circumstances. You know that thing called evil victim and circumstances. The ministering spirit, angels keeps us from me. They preserve us from the mistakes of men. Mistakes that maybe, maybe a trailer is supposed to have fallen on you. Or maybe you're walking in a warehouse and one equipment was supposed to just fall down you, they will preserve you from the mistakes of men. Maybe you took a bus, and the car is not good. They, will, they, will, they know what to do. And maybe the brake failed. Or maybe the pilot tells you, brethren, I can't find the tire or the engine. The engine just sees. So, uh, if you believe in God, believe in God. <laughs> if you believe in, in, in Imam, call your Imam now. <laughs> <laughs> they will preserve you from, when I mean mistakes of men, mistakes of men means the person is pressing, is texting. person is texting, is not checking, is not checking. And you, innocently, you are just driving on your own and you just bought the car, you don't want any scratch, they will preserve you from the mistakes of men. Are <laughs> you getting what I'm saying? In ministry spirit, they preserve us. So that means there's a part to play. There's a part they play, and there is a part you play too. And that's what we want to look at in this series, in today's session. There is a part they play, and there is a part you play. So, in in, um, in that Matthew 26, verse 53 that we read, Jesus said, don't you think I will act for legions of angels? So that means it is obvious that they don't just act. They act because you ask. They act because you ask. So, in that Luke 22, verse 53, where he says, I was with you daily in the temple. You could have caught me. He said, but this is your hour. And the power of darkness. That Jesus was referring to the princes of this world. How that, you know, how that the, he let himself. That's why he says, had they known. In First Corinthians 2 verse 8. They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. How that he let himself. He gave himself for, for, the, for the rulers and the princes of this world to do their work. So, when they say prince of this world, it refers to human authority. Are you getting what I'm saying? When they say prince of this world, it refers to human authority, but those human authority have now been mixed with the influence of the devil. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? When they say prince of this world in scripture, it's talking about human authority. But those human authority, those that are there, are yielding to the devil. So, they couldn't catch Jesus. They couldn't catch Jesus. They couldn't catch Jesus. Before before I come back to this part, go to Jude 1, verse 7. Jude 1, verse 7. I want to finish something I was saying as touching, you know, I told you, can angels have sexual intercourse, all of those things? We said, yes, right? But look at Jude 1, verse 7. Jude 1, verse 7. Jude 1, 7. It says, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them, in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after what? Strange flesh. as set forth example of suffering avengers of eternal. When they say they go after strange flesh, that means they had sexual intercourse with with supernatural. That means men had sexual intercourse with supernatural beings in this place. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, why did that happen? Like I told you, angels have a will. It's their choices. Are you seeing it? So, these angels that sinned, and so they were referred to sinners. They were referred to angels that sinned. Look at the 2 Peter 2. 2 Peter 2, verse 4. 2 Peter 2, verse 4. 2 Peter 2, verse 4. It says... For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them unto chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. So they were called angels that sinned in the Old Testament. And why did they sin? This reflects to their deception of men. They know they were not supposed to do that. That's not their creation. Are you seeing that? That's what we call sin. Sin means acting out of place. Are you seeing it? Disobedience. Going away. Doing what you are supposed not to do. So that means they sinned. So that means in the supernatural world context, man's activity or man's capacity to interact with supernatural beings is in the function of supernatural. Man can interact with supernatural beings. Man can interact with supernatural world. You can, as you are seated here, you have the access points to the supernatural world. Man is a spirit. You must not take that fact away. Man is a spirit. He has access into the supernatural world. So that's why you read the Genesis 3 rebellion, the Genesis 4, the Genesis 6, the role that man played. So they did wrong. So can we certify now that those rebellious angels, when when Jude was teaching, when he says uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, when we were saying so ago right now, they were referencing the rebellious angels, right? In the book of Genesis, right? So can we call those ones demons now? Rebellious angels, right? Right, guys? Because they acted out of place from God. Can we call them demons? Can we call them men who were or spiritual beings, supernatural beings who were not supposed to do the right, who were supposed to do the right thing but didn't do it? Can we call them sinners? Can we call them devils? Are you seeing it now? Are you seeing the difference now? So that means there is angels of God, angels of the devil. So the ones that step out, the ones that step out, we can call them angels of the devil or oh, or oh, uh, oh, strange angels. You will see, that's why you will see, you will see statements like angels of God. Look at in Matthew 22 verse 30 again. I'm just clarifying and putting proper context to what we said last week, then we'll continue what I was saying. Look at Matthew 22, verse 30. I'm sure you are learning so much in this series, right? <laughs> you have to, because uh, we are still scratching surface, though. There's so many things to learn. You're going to appreciate the Bible. Look at Matthew 22, verse 30. Matthew 22, verse 30. It says. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but as but they are as the angels of God. So when he used the word angels of God there, yeah, angels of God refers to the lawyer and the elect angels, the ones that are stayed pure, the ones that are not given to marriage. Are you seeing it? So there, but they are angels who le- So that's why you will see the that angels who left their former estates. Go back to that Jude. You will see statements like, angels who led their former, days. say, go back to that Jude. Go back to that Jude, verse 6. Jude, verse 6. So you will see those, disc- so those you will see those um, distinction, that is, the elect angels, the um, the angels that uh, that left not their look at it look at it Jude one verse six it says the angels that kept not their former so you see they are still referred to angels because of the fact that they are supernatural beings are you seeing it it says but the angels which kept not their first estate but left their habitation were reserved unto are you seeing it so but they are angels of God and there are also angels who have left their former estate all of them are still called angels but you have to know the difference between both of them. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying now. So that means Jesus made the angels of devils and the angels and evidently the supernatural beings and the ones that are real angels of God are the ones that are not given to marriage because they were not created to reproduce, right? I explained that to you last week. They were not created to reproduce. They were not created to, to uh, what do they call it? To to have sex and all of those things, they are created ends. <laughs> they are working to be ends. Are you getting what I'm saying? They're not created to flex their muscles on so many things. <laughs> They're created to stay the way they are. But well, some, some of them say, No, these daughters are feared to be looked upon. <laughs> so you, are, you, are you getting what I saying? How you see the difference now? But now that we are in Zion, we are surrounded. Someone say, So can NJ come and toast me? No, Ninja is toasting you. None of the none of the angels want to lose their former estates. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> so, say, so now that I'm in Zion now, so can you just be looking at me and behind me? So as I'm laughing now. Can you just be looking at me and behind me and say, "Ha, it's fair to look upon." No angel, is, no angel is looking at you to be fair to look upon. They are, they are <laughs> That's how one stupid person did one, see, one stupid show. I say my angel and I, and what's the eh, what's the show? What's the show about? He, he's coming to be tormenting the guy. And if the, if, the has, if the guy has a girlfriend now, he will come and steal the the angel, the, the angel will come and steal the girlfriend from the person and say, I'm your angel. It belongs to me. <laughs> you see, the guy is, the guy did this. I have stopped watching this kid anyway because I don't like it. <laughs> the guy is actually very stupid. So the, no angel is coming to you because they too do want to lose their estate. They are elect, they are loyal, they want to stay loyal. And you get what I'm saying? So now that you are in Zion, you are safe. So, no spiritual husband, no spiritual wife is looking at you. I say, hmm, spirit wife, you are delivered from all of those rubbish. Are you, seeing, are you seeing the difference now? Are you seeing it now? So, you say, okay, somebody can hear what I thought last week I say, hmm, that means there's a spiritual. I say, so therefore, there's a spiritual husband and spiritual wife. There's nothing like that. Now that you are in Zion, you are safe. No, they don't. Angels are very careful. They don't want to. <laughs> That's why when, when John wanted to worship him, worship an angel in Revelation, that he said, "Hey, eh, stand up! I'm not, I'm not the one you should worship." Are you getting what I'm saying? They are not ready to. I will look at much of those things even later in this series. So back to what we we're saying about preservation. So do we understand that that um, context of? Angels and all of this. So don't think there's a spiritual husband or a spiritual wife dealing with you somewhere that angels is coming to have you. No, 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 no. The angels of God, which we have, don't do that. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are in Zion. We have the right company. So no angel is going to appear to you and say, I like you. You, you just look fine. He'll hire. He'll hire. Blessed are thou among all women as I have chosen you to be mine. <laughs> There's nothing... <laughs> or you joy. There's nothing like that. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? It's not going to happen again. The angels of God, according to scriptures, you are safe. They are your servants. They, they respect you. Are <laughs> you getting what I'm saying? So they don't do things like that again. So, but can we... Can we deny that fact of what happened in in the scriptures? You can't deny it. It happened. Are you getting what I'm saying? One thing about proper Bible study is you should not, because you have a truth of a side uh, and now think that and now deny everything in the scripture. The best you can do is just explain it. You cannot take away the fact that they did it in Genesis 6. There are rebellions in all of this, you can't take away that fact. Because if you take away the fact, then you are denying that what the devil did was wrong. Was, was right. Because the devil did wrong too. He was an angel. Are you getting what I'm saying? And he too left his former estate. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now that we are in Zion, Jesus has paid the price. Not, it doesn't happen again. Does it make sense? Does it make sense? So you are safe. So no angel is looking at you and say, So I use Can angel come and toast me? No angel is toasting. You go and look for a man. <laughs> All right. So back to our preservation. So back to what I was saying. I said, so angels arrange circumstances to deliver us. So in Psalm 91, go to Psalm 91, as we as we gradually begin to approach. Certain light in this series. Look at Psalm ninety-one. Are you learning something, bridget yeah, Let me see your hand if you have been learning something so far. Okay, cool. How many? How many is confused? Nobody is confused, right? Okay, thank God. <laughs> okay, look at Psalm ninety-one. Look at Psalm ninety-one. It says, "He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. For I will say, is my refuge and my fortress." My God, in whom will I trust? He says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and the noise pestilence. Ha! That is, see, he says, look at him, verse 4. He he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His true shall be thy shadow broker. Thou thou. Thou shalt not be afraid of terror by night. See, you must see this scripture, you must understand it too. You shall not be afraid of terror by night nor of the arrow that flyeth by thee, nor of the presilience that walketh in darkness, nor of the destruction that lay waste at noonday, a thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy left side, they shall not come near thee. So when Jesus told us, through John, in that the wicked ones, nothing, no wicked shall touch on. So are you seeing, when Jesus told us in, in Mark 16, he says, you shall tread upon serpents and scorpions, and nothing shall by enemies hurt thee. See, why? We have supernatural enablement. We have the ministry of angels working for us. He says, he says, only with the eyes. Look at what he says in verse 8. He says, only with the eyes, without behold and see thee, the reward of the wicked. He says, for the Lord has made thee a refuge, and even thy habitation. He says, there shall be no evil before thee. Neither shall any prey come near thy dead. End. Why? Verse 11. For he shall give his angels, do what? To do what? To charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways, that means as an accident is about to happen, they are walking. As something is about to happen, they are about to do. They are, they are taking the charge. So that means the believer can walk consciously. You can be so conscious that nothing can touch you, nothing. See, such that so that's why I'm teaching you this so that you can know how to receive their ministry. Is this only, look at what the psalmist said, only with your eyes will you see, will you see the reward of the weekend? So you know, oh, so that's what they wanted to do. That's all that will keep happening to you. Oh, so that's what that's, that was their plan. <laughs> Too late to happen to me. That is the life of the Christian. That's why Jesus said, he said, when I was in the temple, you could not have touched me. He said, but this is your hour, and the power of darkness. You are not Jesus. So you don't have you, you don't have the hour and the power of darkness. So you don't have to say, oh wow. So probably this is my own hour and the power of darkness. That was concerning the dead burial and the resurrection. And it was for your sake. They will never have even be able to touch him. The essence of the dead burial and the resurrection was for you. So if you still go and like and say, hmm, wow. I see why I had that accident. It was because it is his power. <laughs> and the power of darkness. You are making a mistake. <laughs> no. He says, only with your, He says, they shall bear thee up with their hands. Thou shalt dash thy foot against the soul. He says, you will tread upon the lion and the other, the young lion and the dragon. Thou shalt trample all their feet. He now says, because he has set his love upon me, and I will deliver thee. I will deliver him and I will set him on high because he has known my name. And he will call upon me and I will answer thee. And I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. How you say that? There's that word deliverance in scripture. You know this is not deliverance from salvation. I will deliver him. Paul told us in that 2 Corinthians 1. He says he delivered on me so great a debt. The writer of Hebrews says so great a salvation. This one says so great a debt. <laughs> he will deliver us. So That means, this is where I'm actually going to in this series. You have to learn how to receive their ministry. You have a part to play, and they have a part to play. Look at basic things. I'll just give you an overview and we'll close for today. Basic things. Look at Zachariah. You know, Zachariah almost refused the ministry of an angel. You know, Zachariah, the angel came to tell you, he was still arguing. You know, sometimes angels expect you to use your common sense. God gave you brains. When, when, you know, upon salvation, the Holy Ghost did not wipe your brain away. They only wash your sin. They wash your sin and not your brain. Okay, let me give you an instance. Look at in Acts 12, verse 7. Let's look at Peter and in, and his and in his ministry of angels, experience. Because I believe we are going to have supernatural preservations, right? I don't mean, know if you are saying that you can be supernaturally preserved all the time from accident, from evil, right? From different things that is going to come to you. the supernatural preservations we have. Okay, you are going somewhere somebody say, and somebody says, it's not possible. You say, no, angels are working. You say, uh, and they don't, in that office, they don't know how to check people's files. You say, no, no, <laughs> it's not my own. They are checking my own. Because the angels will go and carry the fire and put it on top. That's their work. They make the life easier for the Christian. God gave them that kind of power for the believer. That was why, immediately after the temptation of Jesus, the Bible says, the angels came to minister to him. Why? That's their work. Okay, see, look at look at Peter verse, 11, verse 7, at 12, verse 7. And behold, now this was Peter now in the prison. Though. And don't forget what was happening. The church was doing what? They were praying. Don't forget, I showed you in Matthew 26. Jesus said, he, can't I ask for 12 legions of angels, and it will be supplied now. So that means the essence of the prayer of the church was from the ministry of angels to be supplied for Peter. <laughs> see, when we say pray, when we say, see, when we say pray, we are not telling you, we are not trying to punish you, we are teaching you scriptures. See, hmm, I tell you, for a man who prays, nothing evil goes beyond. Not, see, he is not going to be capsided with evil. He's going to see it, oh, this is it. Prayer is so necessary for the believer. See, look at, look at something. Look at in verse 5. It says Peter was kept in prison. But look at in verse 5. What happened? But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. But look at this guy. He was already sleeping in verse 6. And Herod would have brought him. And Peter was sleeping in the two soldiers bounded into chains. So look at the kind of oppression this guy was in. He was in into chains, and the keepers of the door kept the prison. They kept Peter in a dungeon. He was apprehended. Two soldiers, he was chained. Look at in verse 7. Ha, the angels of the Lord knew what to do best. And the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shone in the prison. And he smote Peter. See, <laughs> the angel did not wake Peter. There's a difference between he wakened me to money by money. <laughs> you know, that. The scripture has used wake before. So this one is not wake. He smoked Peter, means he gave Peter a hard slap. Oh, stand up. <laughs> Peter will have said, oh, and I'm, see, those of you that sleep too much, and I'm not joking. Those of you that, who oh, was, is, is it money? Is it? <laughs> and I'm not joking, I'll come back to this later. Those of you that, you can sleep. Sleep service is, is afraid of you. That if sleep come back in the next world, they will not come to your dwelling place. Some of you can, even in service, some of you can sleep. Angels of the Lord are passing. You, you are sleeping. Uh, so, some people, what God wants them to hear, so that the ministry of angels will work for them in the week, they slept it off in service. So, angels don't have anything to work walk out, walk out, walk, walk with <laughs> in the course of this you just say, you should not have slept. Imagine your bodyguard is blaming you. You should not have slept now. If you have slept now, this, this would never have happened to you. You would have given me my assignment to do. <laughs> As well, see, if people know how to listen in church service, things will go well with the devil. Oh. But they, that's when they are, they are talking about your life. That's when you... He, say, ah. he even looking at you ah! Bro, don't you have this problem? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are. T- I you, you are distracted. You Your mind is traveling. He just said, focus, focus. He is even blowing whispers. focus. focus. <laughs> I just joking. But some of you can sleep. Peter was already gone. He was somebody that was in prison. He did not know when he would die. The next day, they are going to kill him. This one was sleeping. The angel had to. sleep. They say, smote. You know what they say, smote? Smote somebody. says, we just smote Peter. On the right hand. And raise him and say, "Arise up quickly. Fast. Don't waste time. And the chains fell off from his hand. Hope you know that. That's supernatural. The chains fell off. Because that chain is the, only the prisoners, are, only the keepers of the prisoners the key. So you should know that the angels are there. They've done their work. They've collected the key. They've done their work. <laughs> now, the said, guard thyself. No, the did not do it for him. More. So you see, I use common sense. The did not do it for him. He said, guide thyself, bind on thyself, and wear your sandal. And so he did. And he said, cast thy garment around about thee. The told him, carry everything that belongs to you in this prison. And follow me. And he went out and followed him. I wish not that it was true that it was done. So the guy was still even feeling sleepy. I wish not that it was true that it was done. He thought he saw a vision. So now, <laughs> angels expect you to have common sense too. Because God gave you brains. So, you see that the, the angel did not carry Peter. Peter worked himself. So, you see common sense. If you like, stay there. You should be in prison too. Stay there and say, can't you carry me? Would. <laughs> <laughs> they play. <over. laughs> so he left him to use his brain. And guess what? And when they went fast the first, second, so just look at the kind of place they put in. So they went to fast the first, second word, and came into the iron gate, which led into the city, which opened on his own account. They went and passed through one street and forthwith the angel departed from him. Once they got to the street that Peter knew like this, once they've come out of that place. The angel left. He has done his work. If you lie, let them go arrest you again. So Peter quickly ran on. In fact, in this same scripture, the Bible made us wonder that Peter left that city. <laughs> Peter left the city. Because <laughs> he, 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 if they arrest him again, you give the angel another work. So, look at, okay, let me give you another instance of Samuel and David. Samuel wanted to go and anoint David. And Saul was still a king. When Samuel had to ask God, God, what should I say if they catch me carrying oil? Say, I'm going to worship. God said, tell them I'm going to worship. Worship, so the question was that worship will be common sense. If if someone has told them, I'm going to annoy the king. Ah. (laughs) You know, I I told you, the devil works with information. They will kill David. He will never have become the king. So, evil spirit that's supposed to be troubling David was troubling (laughs) Saul in the palace. Common sense. Look at even Joseph and Mary. Look at even Jesus and the devil. The devil told Jesus, I said, jump. You know, if Jesus has jumped, there will be nobody to die for our sins. <laughs> <laughs> you will just be doing the word of the devil. So you have a part to play. Let me show you one. Look at Luke 4. Look for where they tried to arrest Jesus. You know, he told them, I've been with you in the temple daily, and you could have caught me. In that says, but this is your hour for the power of that Now look at Luke 4. Look at some place some other places that Jesus was, look at Luke 4, verse 8. How many of you are enjoying this? How many of you are enjoying this? Let me see. I'm teaching you how to receive their ministry because you must know how to. We said you have to ask in prayer, right? Right? Uh You pray, you talk, you speak, you use the right. I've been teaching you in this series the essence of your words. Many of you, you say, you say, you say, I can never make it. And in church, you said you will make it. Then at you, you say you will never make it. You are confusing your angels on which one to do. You say all things are working together for my good. Then one thing now, you say, Yay! Yeah, Ori it's not working again. The angel is now wondering, ah. But you said it's working. The angel is confused. Many of you, that's what is happening to you. There is no static words you have ever said in your life. You are just confusing your angel. Look at in look for. Verse 28. Look for 28. He says, and when they heard, and they were in the synagogue, and when they heard the things, they were filled when they heard the things they were filled. That is Jesus has taught them and they were angry. He says they rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him unto the bowl of the year, whereon their city was built, that they might cast it down and So they wanted to kill him. Look at something that happened in verse 30. But he passing through the midst of them went his way. Uh-uh. Do you know what happened? He went through their midst and they did not, the person that wanted to kill, they couldn't find him. What do you think happened? <laughs> Ministry of angels. So we can, see, look at me, everybody. You are, as a believer, we can avert accidents, we can avert evil. As, Eh, evil circumstances. They don't always have to come to us. Why? God has given us those beings to preserve us. Things don't have to get difficult for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They say they don't pick people in that job. Apply. Ministry of Angels will put your folder on on that person. On the person that is supposed to interview you. They say they, they say they are not giving you. They say when they can be troubled, they, they will just be seeing your name in their dreams. I'm not joking. The Bible says Jesus went in the midst of them and he went his way. They couldn't have touched him. So when he told them in that place, when I was with you in the synagogue, do you think you, want to, do you, think you can touch me? He said, but this is your hour. had <laughs> the power of darkness. You, you don't have power of darkness. So, you hear what I'm saying? So the angels must have confused them. That's their whim. They know how to do things like that. Because there are times we don't receive their ministry. And how don't you receive it? Sometimes you don't use common sense too. You are applying for a job. You are speaking, you do not apply for a job. You are going out. It's there for you to check your car. See that you have not used your common sense. Okay. You, <laughs> you, you, see, common sense. Look at even Daniel 3. That Shadrach, Maker and Abednego story. Do you know that? Shadrach, Mekhaz, and Abednego were not the ones who saw the man in the fire. They were not the ones. Let's go there. Look at Daniel 3. Let me show you something. A lot of us have missed. We've had the misconception of that story a bit. Let me show you something. Let me show you something about that story and then we will close. How many, how many, of, you that, how many of you like what we're saying? Then we will close. Amen. How many of you are blessed? You're blessed, right? You understand something? Then no, we will continue next week. Don't miss next week. Oh. We would add another water to this sort. <laughs> no, not to this sort. I think we've been able to do a good foundation, right? And we'll pour more on this next week. Daniel 3. Daniel 3. Look at, that, look at, look at that Daniel 3. He says, look at in verse look at in verse uh, look at verse uh, verse 15. Let's start from verse 15. It says, but now ye be ready, time and all of those things. They were talking about the worship Not Look at in verse 16. Shedra, Meshach, and Abegnino answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, he says, we are not careful to answer thee on this matter. In verse 17, he says, If it be so, God, who we serve, look at that word again, is able to deliver us. Ha! And you saying that that word, deliver us, is, is prominent? And look at the confidence they have. You know, they did not say, God will send a man into the fire. Mm-mm, that's not what they said. They said, God will deliver us from the burning, friendly fires. You know, they don't know whether it's, a, it's somebody that will be inside the fire. They just say, God will deliver us. And he will deliver us. Look at how he denounced it. And he will deliver us out of the hand. Look at, they are even telling the king, as they see, look at the confidence. God will deliver us from your hand. Is <laughs> this God will deliver us It says, Is this but if not? In verse 8. Be it known, O king, that we will not serve that God or worship the golden image which thou hast set up. So that means that they stayed steadfast in faith. They were confident of their deliverance. And that is how every believer should be. You must be so confident about the deliverance that you have in God. Paul said, pray for us, that we will be delivered from wicked and unreasonable men. He hates us against the enemy all the time. So I don't think the three of them saw it. But you know what happened? That man, who, that man, who went to put them inside, he saw the the other man. He saw the fourth man. And that is (laughs) the workings of the angels. So as we begin to close, doubt, fear, Paralyzes the ministry of angels. James 1 verse 5, James 1 verse 5, James 1 verse 5, he says, let not a man who, he says, let not a man, if you lack wisdom as God, he give it, he says, let him act in faith, not in wavering. That means your words must be consistent. He says, for a man who wavereth is like a man who is tossed to and fro." Look at Acts 16, verse 25. Let me show you another one. Acts 16, verse 25, Paul and Silas told. Look at what happened, though. Look at what happened. Acts 16, 25. This was another issue. They were in the prison again. What happened? At midnight, Paul and Silas did what? They prayed, right? And they sang praises to God. And what happened? The prisoners ate them. And what happened? It says, suddenly, there was a great earthquake. The foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's hands were loosed. If you follow the precedent of scripture, you will know this is a supernatural ministry of angels. And what happened? They prayed. They sang praises. God expects us to speak his word all the time. They prayed. You know, if it was you in that kind of situation, you would say, see, <laughs> let's... Whatever we be, we be. Cura, sera No, they prayed. They sang praises. God expects us to, to, to. God expects us to speak His word all the time. Paul was full. See, Paul was full of the Spirit, even in the midst of troubles. First Corinthians fourteen eighteen, he says, "I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all." Ephesians six eighteen, praying always with all prayers and supplications. In the spirit, uh, Play pray for me as I close. It says to cast your mind uh, so we so when you pray, you cast your minds off fear and doubt by praying in the spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost, prayer in the Holy Ghost, it helps your mind against fear. Because, see, I'm going to explain to us in the course of this series how that your fear alone can paralyze their ministry many of you are too fearful that's why he says Philippians 4 be anxious for nothing he says but in everything in prayers and supplication let your requests be made known to God some of you are too scared hey, you are too worried what? you know I taught you this year counting your blessings right do more. be calm angels cannot walk when there is fear they can't look at Paul and Silas hope you know even Peter we said we just blamed him now that he was sleeping but hope you know he's a calm man who sleeps he was sleeping in trouble you know he must have probably learned from his master Jesus when he was sleeping in the storm but you know many of us when we are storm that's when we keep going from pillar to post going from this and that can't you just be calm some of you, hey, hey, God forbid, right? Some of you, maybe the, the pilot just said, we're about to have turbulence and this turbulence, we're about to die. Everybody will shout it, be calm. As far as you are there, those are times to release your words. If at all you don't know anything to do, pray in the Holy Ghost. See, this thing we say, praying in the Spirit. Why do you think the Bible says, Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights devil came to tempt him and after he was done, the Bible says, and the angels of the Lord came to minister to him. Many of you, you have not learned how to, how to receive the ministry of angels. Look at Paul and Silas. What did they do? They prayed. They sang praises. Ephesians five eighteen, speaking to your in spirit in psalms and spiritual song. That means they were worshiping God in tongues. First Corinthians fourteen verse fifteen, it says, "When I pray in spirit, I, I pray in tongues. Uh, when I pray in the spirit, my spirit prayer, my understanding is fruitful. It says, "Howbeit I sing in the spirit." In our says, hand high. It says, "Thou verily give thanks well." So when you pray, you cast your mind all fear and doubt praying in the Holy Ghost. As you pray in the Holy Ghost, you pray the perfect will of God. Jesus said, Matthew 26, He says, see, don't you think I will pray the Father and I will send for legions of angels? So that means, it's just like the same way in the normal health realm. Your bodyguards can be standing outside, but they are not going to do anything until you call them to come and help you. Right? In fact, even in the White House, and you know we said we're in Zion, You don't even need the White House, There is a button When the president is in danger There is a button he has to press On his table And then they will come in Right If he doesn't press the button Hope you know he is going to be gone That is the same thing We are in Zion You ask You use your words Many of you You speak negative words Angels don't walk that way They are angels of God They respond with positivity James 1 verse 5 he says, let not a man think when he acts in faith. He says, he acts in faith. He says, not wavering. He says, but it's like a man tossed to and fro. When, when you, He says, a double-minded man. You say this today, you say this tomorrow. Paul and Silas were never like that. They knew that God would bring them out of this. So what did they do? If it was you, you say, ah, oh, let's just say let's not cry, we will die tomorrow. No. They prayed. He says the prisoners ate them, they sang praises. That means they sang in the spirit. That means they were full of joy. They were full of expectations. They were telling myself, "Say, I am going to, I am going to have, I am going to be delivered. I am going to have this job. Things are working well for me. Nothing evil comes my way." You know, having prayed, the next things that come from your mouth should be the word of God if when you pray, the next thing is coming out from your mouth and negativity. <laughs> I doubt you pray that. This is big, anxious for nothing. But in everything, in prayers and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. Mark 11 verse 24. He says, it says that, imagine, it says you shall have, whatsoever you say. That's what Jesus told us. So you must believe that you receive tell yourself, I believe and I receive the ministry of angels working for me this week. I believe they are making things working out for me. I believe things are going around my way. You know, you say it that way. I believe they are orchestrating things for my job. Putting my interview first place. Putting my job application first place. They are moving them out. You know, before you go on out, you say, ministry of angels are going around. Going around orchestrating the steps of men that I will preach you today. And I will find men. What does he say? Nobody was there. Nobody was there. Use your angels to call them. We have angels to send on assignments. How many of you know you your angels have been dumb at for a while? Right? Some of you have not given them some work to do. I'm teaching you this series because you got to use your angels. We are in Zion. You've got to use your words. They are your servant. You don't worship them, right? We said it, right? They are your servant. Why did God empower them that way? For your sake. Look at, that was why it seemed like the church understood this. The church prayed. They knew something will happen. They knew that once we just pray, something will happen. Jesus said, don't worry. He said, don't you think if I want to pray, legions of angels won't come in. But this is your house. I I was with you in the temple and nothing happened so that means we can have a supernatural life free from fear free from accidents free from the torments of evil they want to sack you tomorrow by the orchestration of the ministry they will just forget they will just look at somebody else and say it's you you that have been troubling us you trouble over here you leave this place you stay things can be orchestrated don't forget that we live in the supernatural. This can be orchestrated for you. Learn to use their ministry in prayers, right? And in their words. Psalm 103. Says, at thy word. They respond to the word. To the word. So you have the part to play. What's the part you have to play? By words, prayer, right? Actions. And also use your common sense. Use your brains. It is possible to think as you use your mind, use your words. Like I told you, fear and anxiety, it paralyzes their ministry. They the way they are created, eh, they are not created to walk in the atmosphere of fear. That feeling of ha it's not gonna work out, it's not gonna he's, that you are making a mistake. Calm down. Jesus slept in the midst of a trouble. That even disciples were saying, Master, let's know that we perish. Jesus was sleeping. You know why? He knew that <laughs> I can't be anxious. So when you find a believer who is anxious, who is fearful, you have found a believer who has not known how to use this ministry of angels teaching you to be confident in this ministry. How share a story? A couple of years ago, Was driving, me and my friend, Tofumi, me, I'll mention that. We went to Chicago and we were to stop at a gas station. And it's not I'm I'm somebody that Chicago to Indiana is just three hours. I don't stop anytime I'm doing that drive. Because once you fill your tank, it takes you go come. I don't. It's a culture. Once I start a journey, the only thing that makes me stop. Is if I want to buy gas then that's when I will now use restroom that year for some reason I don't know I was just so pressed in my spirit to stop in that vending, you know, all these um, rest areas so we said well, let's, warm the, let's just use the opportunity to warm the food and I just met a man one of the caretakers of those rest areas I just met a man and he just said, I just saw that there was a Bible in his uh, place, and I said, you know, ah, are you a Christian? And I just engaged him because I was not doing anything I was just roaming about the place. The woman was warming the food. I think she, I think she had to use the restroom and also. And I just said, ah, are you a Christian? What's oh, what, this one? You have a Bible and you store. he said, Tch. he just told me said, I've actually been studying the ministry of angels and I believe in the ministry of angels. So I said, ah, I, said, I believe in it too. He said, This is how he said it. He said, He said, He started telling me different encounters of how he has been here, how different things happen, angels come in, in different forms. He said, Do you know that angels come in as men and they help people? I said, yeah, I know it. We're just talking. We're he said, There was one issue that he has. And he said, I have a problem and an addiction with smoking. He said, And I trusted God that. He will send an angel to come and deliver me. I said, I'm actually a preacher. I will pray for you now. And you will be delivered from it. He said, really? I said, yeah. I said, I'm a preacher. And I said, in the name of Jesus, you this addiction be gone. And he said, he felt something left him. I said, that's it. And do you know what? As I go to the car, I wanted to go back and take spoon. The Spirit of God said, you cannot enter there again. You are done. I heard it loud and clear. I even told my friend, I said, I said, can you go and help me? She said, I don't feel like going back there. (laughs) I said, let's leave. Our work is done here. Because he was telling her, he said, they just come and I never see them again. And the Spirit of God told me, that's the kind of way I want to work with that man. Just be sending him things. And that's how I prayed for him. And it was very calm. He said, I I knew it was going to happen. Is he not God? That's how he started. He said, is he not God? He said, said, why is he not God? That story has not left me till tomorrow. Learn to expect good things. Let your expectations be good. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Expect good things. I don't know about you, but I expect best things. The best things of this world. I have ministry of angels working with me. I expect good job. I expect more finances. I expect things. Use your words. How about you just be on your feet and use your words? I just thank the name of the Lord this evening bless him I like that bit you know just bless him. bless him bless him bless him bless him bless him bless him lift your voice and you know lift your voice and lift your voice and just speak you learn to pray you learn to expect the best things you know things are turning around for I'm praying for you this evening. Things are turning around. Things are turning around. Wherever you need help, you are receiving help, supernatural help. Wherever has been a stumbling block, we are receiving help, divine help, supernatural help coming your way. That interview is granted. That job is gotten by the Spirit of God. You know, the best things of life comes your way best things of life comes your way you see, see, you learn to speak those words, it's not just in this service, after this service you say them to yourself and you are supernaturally praise just worship the name of the Lord this evening, bless him and thank him Seriano Shana Mundo Shana Bless him. Lift your hands. Thank him for what you have. Look at what God has done for us. Thank him. Thank him. Lift your voice. Thank.